This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I was reading in um, my um, my personal time with the Lord, uh, and I'd encourage you get you a, a, a one year Bible, one that that if you just it's already laid out for you. Uh, take you ten or fifteen minutes a day, start your day uh, with the Word of God, and in one year's time you can read all the way through the Bible. I don't know how many times I've I've passed through First Thessalonians, um, but uh, this morning, um, you know, God can shed a whole new light on things, can he? When he repositions you, uh, your perspective will change, and that's one of the things that, that we know that we're, we're in a different we're in a different measure where God is concerned. Yes. I want to read this to you. And this is what I'm believing today, and I want you invite you to join me. Let's get in a uh, let's get in agreement for the Lord to speak to us. You know, we we sang that song. How does the Lord bless us? He speaks to us. Yes, yes. And the Lord bless. He created man and woman, and the Lord blessed them, saying, "The greatest." Blessing is not a thing. It's not a happening or, a, a, you know, a, a thing. You know, like that. Uh, it 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 is the Lord speaking over us, speaking to us. If you're going to participate with the blessing of the Lord, you're going to have to hear what He's saying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Position yourself. To hear what God is saying. Now that's not just limited to church. But it's not outside of the church either. The church is part of that. Um, but God but God speaks to us each and every day. In the nighttime seasons. In the waking moments. God speaks to us uh, all through the day. Because the Lord is with us. Yes. And the yes. Lord is for us. And how do we know that? We hear him. We don't just feel him, we hear him. Amen. That's why it's so beneficial, the word of God in our life. Let's fasten our faith, though, but really purposefully decide to focus our believing today. Do you believe that you could do that? Believing is a decision, first of all. So we can decide to focus uh, our... uh, our listening, our looking, and our believing on God's word. God sent us his word to connect us with himself. Apart from the word of God. I remember thinking this morning, because <clears throat> we were, you know, we were with family on Friday and early Saturday morning. And it's hard to do Bible reading with <laughs> three-year-olds and one-and-a-half-year-olds and uh, one a uh, a six-year-old going on 42 that knows everything. Amen. Bless the Lord. They just. Uh, I remember thinking this one. Oh, the sweet, sweet word of the Lord. God's word. Amen. You know, it comes to us when we come to it. We put our take another look in the book, and daily I encourage that. But this is. This is what uh, the Lord says. It says, God, it is clear to us, friends, that God not only loves you very much, but also has put his hand on you for something special. When the message we preach came to you, it wasn't just words. Something happened in you. The Holy Spirit put steel in your convictions. Now, I'm believing this today. That something's going to happen in each and every one of us. That the Holy Spirit's going to take this word and he is going to put steel in your convictions. That which you are convinced of. Yes, yes. And, uh, and we live out of our convictions. This is what I am persuaded 
Uh, this is what I really, truly, and honestly believe. Can you release your faith with me? Today, how many of you need your conviction strengthened? Amen. I'm going to give you another opportunity to participate uh, in this. And mind what, you know, pe- listen, people, people don't know. People don't understand uh, where you are or what. They look at the outside, but God sees the heart. How many of you here today need the Lord to strengthen, put some steel in your convictions? I mean, there are some things that you have chosen to believe, that you have seen uh, of the Lord, have received from the Lord, but sometimes when the shaking is going on, sometimes... When the lights get turned out. Are you listening? Sometimes. You know. In the dark. uh, We need. To be. Affirmed and assured. God's with me. God doesn't change. God's with me. He sees me. He hears me. He answers me. Amen. All right, well, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus today uh, that you are in our midst. We're looking to you. We're listening to you. Lord, we thank you in this moment that we are expecting a movement and we need some manifestations, Father. We need you to come out and show out where you can be plainly seen in Jesus' name. We're not going to believe because of what we see. We are believing and we know that we will see what we're believing of you in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise and the glory and honor. The Bible says, blessed is he that has not seen and still believes. Amen. How many of you have not seen some things yet? Everybody say, yeah. But I still believe. You still believe? Amen. You still believe God is good? God doesn't change. God hasn't changed his mind concerning you, his gifts, his callings in your life. God hasn't decided different about you before the foundations of the world. He set his love on you. He never takes that love off of you. And when you're in trouble, I could almost just raise my voice today. You have never been more loved than when you are the child that's in trouble. Than when you are the one. Are you listening? That your prayer is more than just words. It's not talking points to God. You become your prayer. And your prayer becomes a cry. And the cry reaches his ears. Are you with me today? Anybody in this house? You know you... Already you know. I mean, sometimes you just walk in the house and, and, and you smell the turkey roasting. And you know you're in the right place, right, on Thanksgiving Day. You say, I, I come to the right house. You know, the Lord has a wonderful fragrance, doesn't he? You, yes. you, you may not can see him, but you can sense him. And, and we're going down a road where, you know, uh, uh, around the corner there's a little flicker of light. How many of you with me today? Amen. I didn't come here to play. You know, I mean, I need God. I got to hear from God. I got to see God. Are you listening? I got too much trouble uh, all around me. But, you know, I realize that God hasn't changed that. He's looking for the one that's in trouble, whose heart is turned towards the one, the only one. I'm talking about God only. Anybody in this house has got a God only. Only God can fix this. Only God is my answer. Only God is the one I'm looking to. Only God. I got to look away from all, everything and everyone because they can't fix it. They can't help me. I got to have a God who is only God. Amen. And he's the, that, you're the one. You're the one that he come a-running for. Amen. And when we believe and we hold on to his covenant and truly believe, you know, then God is able to open up 
this boldness that will come upon us when we hold on to his covenant and say, God, I will not be moved by what I see and what I don't see. I will not be moved what all seems to be going wrong and upside down. But I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to believe in what your covenant has said. And it's yes and amen. And I'm telling you, there'll come a fresh boldness will come upon your life. Hope will come alive again. It will arise. God's glory will arise and it'll be seen in your life and on you and through you like never before. But you got to grab a hold of his covenant and grab a hold of I just believe (laughs) man I'm going to tell you what now you need to put some of that on me (laughs) sometimes you just got to get around folks that are holding on to the the rope of hope are you hearing amen the deepest, yes. darkest pit, the deepest, darkest day, God will throw you a rope of hope. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. All my hope is in Jesus. Yes. Yes. He's the only one. You remember that's how you started out, wasn't it? Yes. That's right. How is it sometimes that, that uh, we let go of that? That's a truth that we let slip. And then when we get into a situation that only God can fix, we go searching around and realize, see, he is still there. He hasn't changed. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> well, you want to go over to Haggai? Yes, Haggai. Uh, what verses do you want me to One read? through uh, five of the second chapter. And I want to just take a moment to explain it. You know, sometimes we're just, uh, we live in a, a, a information age of little 30 seconds, five seconds, you know, tick-tock, all kind of, you know, this and that. So quick, uh, little snippets, you know, excerpts. And we're quick to move on thinking that with, by piling on all of this knowing that we actually learn some things. And uh, I'm here to kind of call that into question from the standpoint sometimes God uh, will slow us down, you know, stop us and settle us, and then just say, now look, uh, I want you to just live here. There's some eternal truth. You're scratching the surface of and thinking that you got all that there is. But I'm looking to build a foundation and underneath you for what, for what's next. I enjoy a picture from the scripture. And at first glance you go, oh, that's a picture of such and such and so and so. But if you stop to look. If you stop to look. Oh, you'll find things in that scene, that scenario, that picture, that just a quick glance, a quick glimpse. See, you can't catch that. You'll think you know to say, did you see that? And you say, oh, yeah, I saw it. It's a picture of, and we'll be very general uh, in our descript because that's all, that's all we have to go on. We didn't really stop and, you know... Uh, and and take our time and let it speak to us. Kind of like the little boy that they were supposed to draw a picture, you know, in the class, and the little boy held up a blank piece of paper, and the the uh, the teacher said, "Now, son, that that's not a picture at all." I said, "Well, sure it is." She said, "Well, there's nothing on it." He said, "Of course there's not." She said, well, I told you to draw a picture. He said, I did. I drew a picture of a cow in the field eating green grass. A cow, brown cow gives white milk, makes yellow butter. She said, well, where's the cow? He said, the cow left. Why did the cow leave? Because he ate all the grass. <laughs> the cow moved on. See, the little boy understood what he was she didn't understand what she was looking at till it had to be explained. It had to be unfolded. It wasn't a blank piece of paper. It was a picture of a cow that had eaten all the grass and moved on to another pasture. Amen. 
The thing of it is, sometimes we have one perception of things, and God has a totally different perception of things. And until we stop, let God explain it to us in detail. And you know, the pictures from the scriptures are what? They're portraits of a similar scenario. You can find Jesus, the Bible says Jesus opened the book where it was written in Isaiah, and it said he found the place where it was written about him. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. How many of you need a right now word from God? How many of you need it needs to be more than talking points? Well, welcome. (laughs) We're... We're going to sit at the Father's table today, and he's just going to feed us with the food that is convenient for us, that we need and desire and must have as a necessity. You know, uh, we're live streaming here. You know, the scripture says that Jesus said when the devil uh, tempted him, one of his, the turning, tipping point, the second uh, uh, tipping point for uh, the Lord was, he said, no. He said, man doesn't just live by bread alone, but he lives by every word that streams out of the mouth of God. Are you listening? Do you need some words to stream out of God's mouth into your heart? Because out of your heart is where where the the streams of life flow out of the issues of life. Have you ever felt like that you, uh, you know, something stomped around and muddied up your puddle? (laughs) anybody with me well y'all are quiet bunch today I'll tell you what now you know maybe the Lord just needs to keep shaking you up to wake you up it'll be a good thing I need to hear some things from God today so you want me to read out of this one okay Uh, Haggai and and that's the reason why we're still here Uh, I believe that this is foundational uh, to moving forward and what's next. It is a picture from the scripture that it wasn't just uh, for them there, it's for us here. So it's Haggai chapter 2, he's going to start in verse 1. It says, On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of God came through the prophet Haggai. Tell governor Zerubbabel, son of Sheatiel, and high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the people, is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be, all glorious? And what do you see now? Not much, right? So get to work, Zerubbabel. God is speaking. Get to work, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, high priest. Get to work, all you people. God is speaking. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. Put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I'm living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. I'll just read real quick in verse uh, 4 and 5 out of the Amplified part. It says, But now be courageous, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be courageous also, Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. And be courageous, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. As for the promise which I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Do not fear. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. You know, uh, I'm listening. Are you? I'm listening. And I'm wanting and needing to know the truth. One thing about God is that, is that, that when, we, when God will always tell us the truth, and when we hear the truth from God, it frees us from all of the questions, all yes. of the doubts, yes. all of the fears within, the fightings without. Suddenly, suddenly, when the light of truth dawns, we see a reality. We see, how, we see things, not as they appear, see, but we see them from God's point 
and perspective of how they really are. Now, I'll tell you, we're facing some facts in this life right now, in the world, in our country. And the facts say thus and so, yes. mostly in a very negative uh, a, a, a very negative flow. The world is a dangerous place. It's a negative place. There is a devil. There is a destroyer. He is a liar. He is a robber. He is a murderer. His will is to take people to hell with himself because that's where he's headed. And, and we get the judgment of the God that we put our trust in, that we've aligned with. See? You don't hear much about that any day, but there's only two choices. One road is following Jesus, and that leads to heaven. And the other road is following the devil. Really, the course of this world. The Bible says at one time that we were following after the dictates in the course of this world, which is rebellion against God. It's a road of darkness. It's a road that seems right, but the end of it is death, the Bible says. Very clear. There's only... There's only two choices, all right? Choose God and you choose life. Choose the devil and you choose death. Choose God, you have the blessing. Choose the devil, you're going to end up, you, you have nothing but the curse. Amen. It's that simple. Well, aren't you glad the good news is, is that you can choose life and there's not a thing death can do about it. You can choose the one to follow the one who is the blesser, the giver of life. The good shepherd, Jesus. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, more than you expect, to yes, the full, yes. till it overflows. Beyond time, into all into eternity, for, together, forever with the Lord. The ultimate happy ever after. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. But there's a other choice. To reject Jesus. That's the condemnation that's in the world. To reject the one whom he has sent. That is the only way out. It's not a bunch of different ways. It's not being good enough. There's not any other way other than Jesus. Who made it through death alive. And made a way for you and I. To be reconciled to the father. Because we're born estranged from him. No fault of your own. We're just born in sin. Separated from God. The cross is the connection. Jesus came to give us life. But he said you, you got to come to the cross. you got to come to the crossroad in your life where only God. Our trust is only in what God has done. Only in what God said he will do out of what he's already done. Only the Son, the Son. The Bible says God put his stamp of approval, proved to the world that Jesus was the only Son of God by raising him from the dead. We serve a God that makes dead things live. You got a dead kidney, a dead this or a dead that. God speaks to dead things. And he said, there'll come a time when even the dead things, the dead people, hear the voice of the living God and are raised to new life. There is nothing impossible with a God who has already blown a hole in the most impossible thing in this world. You die, you're dead, you're done. God says, but wait just one more minute. It's my turn now. I am the resurrection and the life. Didn't he tell Martha, she said, he waited purposefully till it was dead, Gone and done. Lazarus was four days in the grave before he showed up. Does sometime God seem late to you? Does sometime God went past the last minute for you? Does sometimes did it feel like it all just went to hell in a handbasket and you had to bury it and there's no hope and you're in the grieving and the crying? Have you ever followed a God like that? Well, the good news is, is that when he showed up, Mary, uh, uh, Martha said, he said uh, to her that he, uh, he, what, he said, he said, I'm going to raise him up. He, she said, I know you will someday. <laughs> if you had have been here, 
you know, uh, if you hadn't waited around and, and fooled around, he never would have died. The Lord said, I'll raise him up. She goes, oh, I know you will someday in the last day. He goes, no, I'm not talking about someday, honey. I'm talking about right here, right now, today. I am the resurrection and the life. I need somebody to hear what the Lord is saying. I am convinced of one thing. Are you listening? If the devil puts you in the deepest, darkest hole, are you hearing? You might be a Jonah in the belly of a big fish. You might be a Lazarus in, you know, wrapped in grave clothes and, and the door's been closed on you and even you smelling your own stink. You know what I'm saying? You might, you, you might be the widow that's on her way to bury her boy, but I'll tell you what now, God is never late. He's always right on time. And he'll get glory out of the deeper dark, the deepest, darkest hole the devil can work out for you. God will just get more glory because down the farthest you go, the higher my praises raise up. Yes, yes, yes. I will praise him with the voice of triumph. Well, you look like you're dead. I'll still praise him with the voice of triumph. You look like you're too far gone. I will. I make a decision. God has not changed his mind about me. If I'm done, it'll only be because God says I'm done. But if God's not done blessing me yet, look out, I'm coming up and I'm coming out. And it will, when he breathed his life into you. And you know, there's sometimes, boy, you feel like you're just taking your last breath and going under for the last time. I remember uh, used to be an old song. I heard it the first time in the Church of God revival where we got filled with the Holy Ghost. It said, when my Savior reached down for me, he had to reach way down for me. Oh, hallelujah. I thank you. It's fresh breath, fresh water, fresh oil today to realize that when I'm when I'm down the furthest, I'm not beyond God's reach. He has a long, strong arm that he's going to lift me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock and I will have a new song to praise him with. I wish I had somebody in this house. You know, I was thinking it's, that's why it's so important. It's time for the people of God. Because there's so many out there that need to see us and hear us arise and begin to shout out. Arise and begin to declare that greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. But he needs a people that will begin to rise up. A people that will be stirred up. we got to get stirred up. And guess what? You may say, well, boy, I don't feel very stirred. But you're going to have to stir yourself. How do you stir yourself? You begin to praise God in the midnight hour. You begin to praise God in the impossible situations. You begin to put on that praise and do your happy dance when you feel the saddest, when you feel the downest, and begin to do the happy dance. Backwards, frontwards, sidewards, every way you can do it. But begin to arise and say that greater is he in me than he that is in the world. And I am victorious. And I will come out because people need me. People need to hear. People need to know that there's hope. People need to know that there's a God full of power and a God full of glory and a God full of life and a God that your story is not over in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why trouble and joy go together, but that seems to be like they're hitched together with a real short rope. Honey, put a collar, hitch the traces to your wagon, and come on up out. Amen. Trouble and joy. Slap trouble on the butt and just speak. Get on up, mule, to joy, because you're coming out. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, it won't work. No weapon formed against me. It cannot ever prosper. 
No, it won't work. You know, sometimes. But when it's praise from your heart. When it's beyond feeling, it's beyond fuzzies, it's beyond goosey bumps. It's not just a pretty song. It's a bedrock truth that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, it won't work. Because God will do what He said He will do. It don't matter what it look like. It don't matter what I'm going through. See, God will come through. Hallelujah. Oh, I love how this is. It says, the word of God came through. Because in the hole, in the darkness, in the not knowing, in the chaos, in the confusion, in the trouble, I keep looking. I keep listening. Because even the darkness is light to God. Even when I don't see, He sees me. Aren't you glad the Word of God can find you? God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what's going on. And He hasn't changed. He's still in the salvation, rescuing, redeeming business. The message was, I am with you. I haven't changed. Sometimes that just has to be enough, doesn't it? How is God with us? The Word of God came through. God speaks. In the midst of it all, hear God's voice. Keep listening. Keep looking. Because He's going to speak. Then he said, he goes, I'm with you. I'm speaking right now. Yes. And what did he say? Put the word that you're hearing into action. What was that word? You know, God had called into question their priorities, their practices. They were in the middle of an adjustment of attitudes and actions. He said, think carefully about your choices. Have you ever been in a come to Jesus meeting? I'm not talking about with the boss and with this one. I'm talking about, you know, where where only God, only God, only God will tell you the absolute truth. Hallelujah. And boy, when you know the truth, you're free. You are absolutely free. Free from what? The fears within and soon the fightings without hallelujah because whom the sun sets free is free indeed yes. all you need to know is the truth i remember you know before i got saved it was like you know will the real jesus please stand up <laughs> i've heard a lot about you i'm not sure you're real i just need to know the truth are you god Or do we look for another? Are you really the God that the Bible says that you are? Because if, you know, I really want to know, I need to know the truth. Because if if you're not, I'm going to go about my life. I'm going to try to find what does fulfill and satisfy. But you know what? When you really want to know, when you really need to know, when you... When you're looking and listening for the truth, you're going to run smack up in the middle of God. Because he is the only one. Let every man and every devil be found a liar. Be proven untrue, but let God be found true. 
But we have to find the truth for ourselves, don't we? Amen. God does not change. God is for you. Mm -hmm. And God is with you. And he said, we'll get to work. You know, uh, and the, the issue was, with the, he said, this people, this people say it's not the right time. You know, in times like these, when half the nation is turned a deaf ear to God, in fact, is in rebellion against God. I mean, running as far as they can go. Uh, I mean, you know, to the place where it's in the classroom. I don't care what Facebook does or doesn't do. Where it's in the classroom, it's at the job, it's in the church. It's everywhere you look. Riotous, unrestrained lasciviousness, just flesh overload, gone wild. Anything goes. Every person does what's right in their own eyes. And even including the church, it's every man for himself. This people say it's not the right time. But you know this, that God chooses and uses what seems to be the worst time to bring about his best in our lives. Why don't you think about that for a moment? God chooses. Yes, yes. And God uses what seems to be the worst timing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Circumstances couldn't look any worse than at the Red Sea or at the Jordan. Circumstances couldn't look any worse than Lazarus being dead for four days. Mm -hmm. Circumstances couldn't look... Any worse than a famine in the land and four leprous men outside the camp saying, why are we going to sit here until we die? We need to get up and move. Why is it that God chooses and uses what seems to be like the worst of natural environment and atmosphere and belief and culture to do his greatest working mm -hmm. in our lives and through our lives. Why? Because he gets greater glory there. Yes, yes. Because it's, you're at an only God, only God moment. Looking for an only God movement. Are you listening? And I mean, you need to see something. It's not a talking point. I need a manifestation. I need God out here in the open where he can be plainly seen. Are you listening? Amen. Hallelujah. A work. Not just a word, a work. Well, uh, the Bible says in another place that our trust must be in only God. God alone. God only. Yeah. You know, it said the children of Israel missed it. They saw all the miracles in Egypt. They saw all the miracles in the wandering in the wilderness journey where they were put to the test of trust. The test of trust ten times. It, but it says that this was the indictment against them. He, God said, I can never get them where I want them to go because they won't believe me. Yes. Not, they don't because they won't. You have to be careful of the, of the won't because someday it will turn to don't. And you can't. The will not will turn to a cannot. An evil, uh, a, a evil uh, um, disbelief, unbelief will settle in on our lives. And you know... He works this willingness and obedience by having to confront all of the unwillingness. It's not the right time, God. It's just not, I'm not the right person. This is not the right place. Maybe this, the devil calls all of that into question and casts doubts on everything and every step, every decision, doesn't he? Thank you for two, three honest people. Doesn't he? Call it all into question. Did God really say? You really think that God is for you? Do you really think? 
you need to take matters into your own hands. God knows, see. God knows that, you know, uh, that you, you know, after all, you're made in his image and his likeness. You can handle this. You can do this. You can fix this. You can, you know, and then he'll get us to look in uh, everywhere and everything but but. God and God will bring us into a place where no man can help you. Medical science will give you a limited hope. But this Bible has an eternal hope. Nobody that hopes in God, that gets their hope from God. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Yet shall I live again. Then Job said, he goes, yet shall I. I know my Redeemer lives. Oh, I know my Redeemer, he lives. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, when you, when you get in the shaking, honey, hold on. Hold on. It ain't always all the devil. Hold on. Are you listening? Go back and read Amos, the ninth chapter, but lift your eyes up a little further at the end of the eighth chapter. He said, God says, I'm going to put everybody in the sieve, and I'm going to shake it all down. And only the gold is going to remain. Only the good stuff is going to remain. Only those that are holding on tight to a God who's got hold of you. Don't let go of your hope in God when men offer no hope at all. When your natural circumstances scream at you and say, this is impossible. I'll tell you what then. Then my eyes are only on God. I got nowhere else to look. I have nothing else to look to. I have no one else I can count on. But I'm going to look to the one who is looking at me, seeing what I'm going to do. Where's my trust? Where's my hope? I'll tell you the Holy Ghost is the Ruah of God. The breath of God is blowing in this house today. And the Bible says the smallest little flame, he'll fan that. He'll just take that word and he'll fan it into a flame. Put some wood back on the fire, honey. Get yourself back in this book. Turn away from all the... uh, You cannot find your healing looking at the bad report of the sickness and disease. You will not find the provider looking at all the bills and the economy and the shortfalls and the shortcomings. You will never find your deliverance looking at the prison bars. I could run right now. I mean, you got to look in the book at the God who is... He said, look in the mirror. Look at who I am. Look at Jesus. This light momentary affliction. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know you don't want to be in this situation. But I'm going to get some glory. I'm going to tell the rest of your story. I'm going to be the one. And they're not going to be able to dismiss me. They're not going to be able to diminish diminish me. They're going to only be able to decree only. God. Only God could have done that. No one else but God. No one but God. Hallelujah. He said, yeah, get to work. And what would that work be? God's redeeming mankind. There's a purpose. There's a plan. Something that we're part of that's so much greater than just ourselves and our own concerns. Don't you think God will perfect that which concerns you? Don't you think God is not concerned about your situation? But now He's not worried. He knows exactly what He's going to do. He's not going to ever leave you. He's not ever going to forsake you. He's not ever going to fail you. He's not ever going to forget you. He said, I have... 
putting you, I have you in my heart. You are engraved in my hand when I look at the holes in the hand of Jesus. I paid a price for you. I redeemed you with the precious blood. And I'm not going to ever forget your mama, your daddy, your friends, your family. They may forget you, but I will never forget you. Now you hold on. You hold on. See, the true test of trust is trouble. That's Bible. The true test of trust is trouble. Anybody can say, when the sun shines, I trust God. Oh, hallelujah. But when trouble comes, where's your trust? When the shaking comes, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? What will be the message of your life? We shared with you a little while ago, you know, Santa and I, you know, uh, uh, and I thank God for people for our life. But I'll tell you what now, you know, there's sometimes when, you know, it, 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 it's you got to have people that are that are that are that are battle tested. That's why you need the family. That's why you need the church. You need, and you need one that's real. You don't need this playhouse stuff. You don't need this, this, perf- this perfect uh, pretense, pretension of, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm, what, I'm all, everything's good. Your life sucks and you know it. <laughs> Truth be told. Well, there you go, preacher. But, you know, go back, rewind the tape, listen to Yvette. She said, when I throw Bibles and chairs and start cussing, or close to cussing. (laughs) Amen. I'm not going to go there. Uh, You know, did anybody misunderstand when you say, my life sucks? Do you know what that means? It ain't so good. And I'm... And you know you get sometimes where you're tired of pretending. You get real with God. You say, God, I need you. I really, and I'm not talking about symptoms and circumstances, situations. I just need to know the truth. I need you to tell me the truth. That's all. Are you done with me? David goes, are you done with me? Have you run out of mercy? Are the good times gone for good? I just need to know the truth, God. That's all I need. I can take the truth. Hallelujah. Say, I can take the truth. I can take the truth. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. He said, get to work. I'm with you. He said, I haven't changed. Nothing's changed. I chose you. I called you. I called my son out of Egypt. That was Jesus literally, but in him we were called too. He said, I covenanted with you when I brought you out of Egypt. I reached down into that darkness. I put you in the light of my son. I revealed Jesus to you. I showed you a savior. And then I continue to tell you, he's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a, he is the rock that will not change. Are you listening? He said, I covenanted with you and you made a deal with me. I will follow you. You're going to be a worshiper and a witness. Now he's talking to people that when the word came, those that worship God, those that fear God, it's just wanted, needed. I need to know the truth. They took it seriously. The truth is, he said, now listen, you might have got a little off track. You, you, I know the wind was blowing and I know the storms that are coming. I know the wreck and the ruin, a nation of a remnant dealing with rubble. And I know all about it that you're just trying to get your feet up and underneath you. But I'm telling you, it's time to do the work. It's time to hook up with me. I've got a project going on. I am going to go after the nations of the world. I'm looking for somebody that will give me a testimony for the tests that they've been through. I'm looking for somebody that will simply say, God, I don't care what happens, what comes. I'm going to worship you. And I'm going to be a witness for you. If I die in faith, there ain't no better way to die, honey, than in faith. 
Hallelujah. But you know, we have witness down through the ages and testimonies through the ages. If they throw me in the lines, then are you listening? Hallelujah. Oh, Daniel, is your God able to save you? Live long and strong, O king. My God came, sent his angel to shut the mouth of the lion. Are you hearing? If they throw you in the fiery furnace, whether you do, whether who is able to deliver you out of my hand, says the devil. But the, the answer was, we know he can, but even if he don't, we still not going to worship you, devil. We're still not going back on. He took me out of Egypt and I'm still a witness for him. He took me out only to bring me in. And I'm not there yet. I'm not done yet. God's not through blessing me and you in 2022. Can you hear the Lord talking to you today? He said this, put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I am living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. Honey, when I go to the doctor's office, are you listening? I'm not just listening to what the doctor's going to say. I've already heard what God has said. And this is not a sickness unto death. This is not a sickness unto death. This is not a sickness unto death. This is for the glory of God. This is going to be turned for the glory of God. This is going to be turned for the glory of God. Because only God, but listen, I, I got God only. My eyes are on you. My trust is in you. God, you're the one that's going to see me all the way through. You're the healer. You're my healer. You're the source. You're the source. You're the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for you? You made me. You can fix me. You got me. You can keep me. Are you listening? Amen. We ain't got time to go down through the rest. We're just getting kind of started good. I didn't know all that was in there, did you? Huh? But you know, I kept looking. Sometimes, you know, you just got to keep looking at the book until the God who is alive and breathing is standing in all up in the midst of you. And you feel the wind of his breath. God is speaking. God is speaking. How many of you know there are a lot of voices out there right now who's been speaking to you, see? Are you listening? Sometimes you have to shut out and shut down every other voice. I mean, you've got to leave it alone. You've got to walk off and turn your face towards God alone, God only. The only one that I have to hear from is God. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to man. I'm not looking to circumstance. I can't, I can't find it in the bad news. I've got to, I've got to hear God, I've got to, and I know I'm hearing God when I see God. I see myself in what he said. I see myself in what he's saying. And even if it's just the smallest little flicker of hope, I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to stay with that. There's no logical, reasonable explanation for me to have joy in all the trouble that I have. But something on the inside, really someone on the inside of me, laughs in the face of famine. (laughs) 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 Are you listening? Amen. Now some of you wouldn't do that. You'd never prime the pump, would you? You go, that would just be me. Well, of course it's you. The Bible says, take the bucket of joy... And dip it down in the well of salvation. And keep pulling on the rope of hope. Ha ha, devil. Ha ha ha. Ha In this year, you know, you could go, ho, 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 ho. Ho, 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 ho. Jesus is coming to town. Jesus going to be coming around. 
He knows who's been naughty and nice. But my righteousness <laughs> is in Christ. There you go. Man, we got songwriters, song singers in here. It's not on the perfect performance. It's on the heart that is perfected towards him. It's whole towards him. God, you're, you're all my hope. All of it is only in you. I did not, forgive me, I did not realize how misplaced and displaced and how distracted and diffused I was looking to this and looking to that and trying to fix it and bought into the deception that somehow if I take matters into my own hands and just pull myself up even spiritually, if I could pray enough and fast enough and do enough and, 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 and finally I just get to the place where you know, and here all the voices say, you got to do something, you got to do something, you got to do something. And said, what I'm going to do. So I'm going to look to you. And I'm going to steal every other thing. I'm going to steal my heart, my soul, my mind, my emotions. I'm just going to be still because I need to know. Are you God? God, are you still with me? God, are you, are you still for me? I'm standing still. Pastor Ron's going to come. Here I am in a moment. God. I can't turn to the left or to the right. I can't go back. And God seemingly, I'm facing a mountain of impossibility before me. But I believe. I believe the one who was the maker of the mountain is also still the mover of the mountain. God, don't let me fail the test of only you. I'm going to sing just a little chorus uh, here, Pastor Ron, then let you come in. Only on you, only on you, my eyes, they're only on you. Looking to you for what I'm to do. Lord, my eyes are only on you. I'm going to invite you to come to Jesus right now. working in this house. God's working out there in your house. I invite you to come to Jesus right now. Get up from where you are. Boy, this we're in a moment. And the first move is ours. You know, Scripture says in another place, tell the people to move forward. Sometimes just making a move towards God.
drawing near to God, God comes near to you. doesn't see you. Oh, you're the one he's looking at right now as you're looking to him. When the devil says there is no way, you are going to see Jesus come and be the way in your life. I'll tell you, I don't know what you need. You need a new heart. Well, God's got one. You need a new life. God's got one healing, God's got it. You need deliverance, God's got it. You need provision, God is Jehovah Yireh, my provider. Everything we need. So everybody can sing together and then we'll close out. Only on you stirred up and to rely confidently 
on the promises, your promises that you are with us, that you will always be with us, that you will never, ever leave us. Oh, God, we choose today that we will be stirred up for you and that we will trust in your promises, that we'll agree with everything that you have said for our lives is yes and amen in Jesus' name. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you for this time. Oh, God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you as your word has gone forth. Lives have been changed. They came in one way, but they're going out changed. We thank you, God, today for those in the house and those that have been watching, that God's hearts have even been made new. They've come to you maybe for the first time. They've come back to you. We've made commitments, God, that our eyes are on you, that you're the only one that we will seek and that we will trust. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' precious, precious name. And until next time, God loves you and so do we. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.